But we're saying that for those people who may have not put anything in their shopping cart, use a different tactic. Just show them a message that just says, would you like to see, you know, our best months or our most popular trending items right now? And show like pictures of three trending items. Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven-figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Many Amazon sellers think business growth is the same as sales growth. But if you're smarter, you know e-commerce businesses are sold as a multiple of profits, not of sales. So if you want to build a sellable business, you need to grow profits. And to grow profits, you need to cut waste and increase profitable sales. Our new quick assessment helps you identify your biggest Amazon profit killer and what to do about it. Go to AmazonProfitQuiz.com. That's AmazonProfitQuiz.com to get your free instant diagnosis. Ladies and gentlemen, or ladies and jenny spoons is possibly my favorite intro here. Boys and girls, welcome to the 10K Collective Podcast, the place to be for six, seven, and eight-figure e-commerce sellers. I often say Amazon sellers, but today we are acknowledging the fact that a lot of people who sell on Amazon, guess what? They sell on other places as well, and they may even, you may even be listening to this and be mostly focused on your direct-to-consumer site. So today we're talking to Eric Melkor from Optimunk. Optimunk is an all-in-one CRO platform for e-commerce brands. CRO being conversion rate optimization. And as Eric pointed out in our last episode, really important when it's harder and harder to get traffic to make sure we get the absolute most out of that traffic once it's on our site. So Eric, welcome back to the show. Hey, thank you for having me again, Michael. Pleasure. So today we are talking AOV, average order value. I have a rule that no three-letter abbreviations on our show. So average order value, first of all, let's define it. What does that mean? Yeah, so average order value, you know, a lot of brands, they have different products. And so it doesn't make sense to just be happy because you sold one specific product. Somebody put it in their shopping cart and you're saying, great, you know, here's the checkout. No, no, actually present maybe a complimentary product or some other kind of tactic that gets them to spend more. Maybe if they spend a little bit more, they get free shipping. Or if they spend a little bit more, they get a little bit of discount. But there's brands that really focus heavily on that because they focus on increasing your average order value. They've been very successful. And, and, and I consider it a requirement today, Michael. I mean, if you're not doing average order value and trying to get a sale that's at least in the range of like $60 or $70 uh, per checkout, you're probably not going to be that profitable because if your customer acquisition cost is in the $20 or $30 range and you factor in everything else, you're probably not making any money. So it makes sense to try to increase your AOV, which is your average order value as much as you can. Yeah, that does make sense. So in other words, it's the the average amount of money that people spend per order rather than per product. And I just want to hang, bang people over the head for that, just to make sure that they're not only intellectually understand it, but they get it viscerally. Because if you're on Amazon focused person, you've been trained by Amazon to worry about the next sale, the next sale, the next sale, another product, another product. And you don't tend to think in terms of average sort of basket value, if you want to put it that way. And it's absolutely critical. Yeah. As you said, a very, very classic example. I have a very smart guy. I think he had a, you know, six figure personal salary. So he kept the day job, but was running a one million, one and a half million dollar a year business, which is crazy on the side on Amazon. So very smart 
And he got a direct to consumer site together and he was getting traffic for, I think it was $20 cost of acquiring a customer. And his average order value was such that he was just losing $10 per sale and he didn't have a big <laughs> enough catalog. So it was an average order value issue. It had cost him a certain amount to get the traffic and it was just like, he was making sales he had a beautifully branded page. Everything was there except like, dude, sell them more stuff per order. And the economics of this turns on its head. So it's really, really critical. So we talked about why it's so important. Let's talk about how to increase it then. So how, how do we do this? What are the tactics here? Yeah. So there's one brand called Blinjet and it was actually founded by Ryan Pamplin. He got injured. He was in the hospital or in the hospital bed for, for weeks. He can only drink out of the liquids. And so he was really dissatisfied with all the blenders that were available. And that's where you got this idea of creating this blender that was really portable that could be charged with USB and it was stylish. And that's where Blinjet was developed. But anyway, when you, when you watch interviews of him, and they ask him what was one of the, the key things for their success. He said it was consistently focusing on increasing the average order value. Some of the things that they did was that when they ran a campaign, maybe it was like a New Year's sale, they actually ran that sale and so that everybody could see it on every page of their website, regardless if they went to the product page first or maybe their homepage first or maybe their about us page first. So like in a little header, that horizontal header at the bottom of the page, it was the same promotion, the same sale on every, you know, on every page of their website. And people may think, well, there's nothing special about that, but there's a lot of platforms where that's very hard to do. You may have to know custom coding to actually make that happen. But in a CRO, a CRO platform that's pretty robust, it's very easy, easy to do to just pick what pages you want to show that on, or you can show it on the entire website. Another thing that they, they were able to do is that they were actually able to increase their average order value also by focusing on the free shipping threshold. So when somebody uh, had an order amount and that order amount was in their shopping cart and they knew that they wanted to offer free shipping at another amount, then they were able to show like a little pop-up message that just said, hey, if you add one more, one more product and uh, you get actually 4% off, or if you add one more product, you spend $24 more, you get like free shipping. And so based on what the, what the threshold was, they're able to determine what that amount would be. And they could show that quite easily to every, every shopper through like a little message on, on the website. And then something else they did is because they sold blenders, they were able to cross sell and upsell smoothies. They had their own smoothie line. And so on the product page, if somebody was on there, they added a blender to the shopping cart. There was like a nice little side message that would kind of appear. On the side of the website, it wasn't too intrusive, but it showed you like three different smoothie packages or blends and it captures people's attention and people can look and say, oh, wow, they actually have smoothies here too. Heck, why not? I buy a blender. I know I'm going to make shakes or smoothies. Why not? And so that was the other uh, effective thing that they did quite easily. Nice. And by the way, I think this is a strategic level decision as well as tactical, isn't it? Because if you're going to have increased average order value, one of the issues that my client had they didn't have other things to sell the same consumer, at least not the ones that they were prepared to buy. And so having a product catalog that includes blenders and guess what stuff you put in a blender. Yeah. Has, now, I guess selling fruit and veg might be a bit tricky, but some kind of blender pack or whatever you do makes utter sense. But of course, you've got to be willing to think outside the box instead of thinking, we make physical products and these guys over here do consumables. You might think, well, guess what? It's the same consumer different manufacturing process, different suppliers. Yeah, that's your problem to solve for the consumer. But if you're if willing to do that, suddenly there's a very logical 
next step for the consumer, right? And, and you've done that, you've made that trouble, you've gone to that trouble. So I, I guess you guys are very focused on the, the tactical CRO side, so we'll, we'll stick to that. But I just wanted to point out that the, the product mix is critical. Do you ever interact with your, your, your users about that, your clients? I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, we want to get together whenever we have a brand come on board. We want to know what is their goal and then discuss what we think are the best strategies in order for them to reach their goal. Maybe it's like a, you know, profit goal, revenue goal, order goal, whatever it is. And then that's where we show them these examples of some other successful brands that are using their platform, how they've been able to reach their goal, whether it was trying to increase average order value or maybe uh, reducing abandonment cards. But yes, every client that comes on board we, we, we kind of show them like, hey, here's the blueprint on actually not, not just to get more conversions through the platform, but also increase the average order amount for every customer that comes to your website as well. Okay. So I guess we talked about AOV. There are other things that drive profit. So we also talk about those. Conversion rate obviously is, you know, as the name implies CRO, we keep banging people over the head with our, is the critical overall thing. So how do we work on that? Is that a separate metric, would you say, from average order value, or would you say they somehow blended? I would say that's a separate metric that you should keep and not really blend it in with any of the other metrics. That is one of the key things that people use our platform for. But some of the other key things, if you're interested, Michael, the other big things are reducing card abandonments and then growing your email subscriber list. And those are the probably the top three for what people will use a CRO platform like Optimum. Great. And so let's, let's talk about conversion rate optimization. So what are the factors that you think are most critical for doing that? Well, I think the factors are the, the desire to give your audience and your visitors a good shopping experience. Many Amazon sellers think business growth is the same as sales growth. But if you're smarter, you know e-commerce businesses are sold as a multiple of profits, not of sales. So if you want to build a sellable business, you need to grow profits. And to grow profits, you need to cut waste and increase profitable sales. Our new quick assessment helps you identify your biggest Amazon profit killer and what to do about it. Go to AmazonProfitQuiz.com. That's AmazonProfitQuiz.com to get your free instant diagnosis. And if you don't have that desire, then... It's going to be an awful shopping experience. I mean, maybe you're 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 thinking that oh, if I just show a pop up immediately, I'm going to get some emails, and it works. That's what people do, uh, but you're not going to get that type of engagement. You're not even going to get the volume of subscribers that you could if you just took a step back and think about it, perspective of a first time visitor coming to your website. And so, what we try to recommend is take a step back. Try to see it through the eyes of your of your audience. And you know, if you don't see the opportunities, we can help you see some of the opportunities. We guide you, we give you a checklist, and we give you various questions that can help you make decisions about what zero tactics that you want to implement based on the answers to some of these questions. But that's what our our, our guide is. Now, we are trying to create a platform that is really AI focused. Because we do know that a lot of people, and I'm guilty of this, I probably use like one feature of Canva and maybe I miss out on 95% of the other features. And it's the same thing with our platform. They may, Maybe they just use our platform to grow their email list, but there's so much more they can do. And so we have some features that are rolling out, uh, predominantly AI features where you can just set it on autopilot and forget about it. We'll optimize your entire product page 
you know, test, A-B test, different headlines, different benefits, different messages, and you don't have to do anything. And we'll do that for your entire website and all your product pages. We'll do it for your headlines on your landing pages and your homepage. And so we're trying to take a, um, a hands-off approach and use the technology that is available today, make this very simple and easy uh, for consumers and our customers to use. And so all of this has been rolling out gradually. Uh, some of it is in beta now, but we're pretty excited uh, what the next 12 months look like. We, we really think that the digital landscape when it comes to DTC e-commerce, that that's going to really change when it comes to how you market and how you think about you know, creating the shopper's journey or the customer experience online. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, to reflect on that. Everyone's talking about AI like it was invented yesterday. And of course, Amazon's been using incredibly sophisticated AI for, for a couple of decades. They're one of the pioneers, I guess, of mass implementation of it, along with Facebook and YouTube. I mean, so why everyone's suddenly woken up to it, I think it's because journalist jobs are threatened. They're finally writing about it. But it's interesting, isn't it, that Amazon is very sophisticated in some ways and in other ways, incredibly unsophisticated. Like they don't really, they, they kind of hand the problem of they kind of crowdsource the problem of, of optimizing pages for conversion to third-party sellers. And actually, when Amazon gets its handle on a listing, in my experience, it's, it does a horrible job. So there is actually weirdly still an opportunity there, even though Amazon's sophisticated in some ways, the conversion rate optimization is not their best thing. I mean, yes, they're great at showing you alternative product pages and cross-selling and upselling and all that. They're very good at that, managing a catalog as a whole. They're geniuses. But the individual pages suck when Amazon does them. So... It's getting, they're getting better, bless them, but I think that is a, a, an opportunity we have in a DTC experience sort of yeah, we're creating right. to, to be better than Amazon, actually, weirdly enough. Yeah, I heard they're going to use AI to aggregate all of the customer reviews for products. So some products have like thousands of reviews. Mm. Obviously, the consumers are going to read all of those reviews, but I think they're, they're starting to, to test AI given a summary of all the reviews that have been written about that product. Yeah, so which makes sense, good. but should, should run a lot of fear through people who think they've got a moat of reviews. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so another reason for getting really good at DTC stuff. I would just say I'm a pretty died in the wall Amazon seller you know, compared to DC owners out there. And a lot of my clients are as well. I would just say, if that's you and you're listening, you, you kind of wake up to yet more dangers coming down the pipe from Amazon. It's always good to have your own space above all where you can craft an experience for the consumer. I think that's what you're saying. And that makes a lot of sense. I mean, the Amazon experience is amazing in some ways, but it is also kind of limited in others. So you mentioned a couple of things we ought to just talk about in a little bit more detail, reducing abandoned cart. I mean, obviously Optimunk is one of the ways of doing that, but what are the sort of best practices for, for reducing that number of its problem? Yeah, we've got some great use cases because the traditional tactic for people to reduce abandoned carts is to offer a coupon or some sort of incentive. Like, you know, please don't go, don't go. You know, here's a 10% off coupon if you come back, right? It works. It works, you know, that's why people continue to do it. But we, our approach is, is that a lot of people may have come to your website and they're low purchase intent. So even if you offer a 10% coupon, it's not going to work, right? And so we're saying that for those people who may have not put anything in their shopping cart, use a different tactic. Just show them a message that just says, would you like to see, you know, our best months or our most popular trending items right now? And show like pictures of three trending items popular items. It works. People are intrigued. They're a little curious. And now they come back to the website and to check out those products. And many of them will actually make a purchase. And you, the best part of it is, is that you're not eating into your margin. You're not offering a, a coupon or anything. 
it's just a really a simple you know strategy that you can do to try to get somebody back in who was going to leave your website. So that's something we recommend to a lot of brands. Is like take a hold hold on a second, you know, take a break from offering those coupons to people that were intent on exiting your website and try this tactic instead. You know, try to sh- show them. And with smart tags, we can actually show an autopilot where it can say, Michael, take a look at June's best, you know, selling items, right? In June, the month of June is actually a smart tag. So that way, when July rolls around, it actually will say, take a look at July's best selling items. So it, it looks fresh, right? It looks like it's been updated, yeah. right? So yeah. it, it looks stagnant. And so for somebody like, oh, that's this month's best selling items. Yeah, let me take a look there. That's great. So I think there's a couple of really important principles. There. The first thing is you are, you know, even though you're CRO focused and not thinking about traffic, and it depends what information you've got about this person, the first, second, third, and tenth party data and all that com- confusing stuff. Yeah, the, the intent with which or how high the commercial intent is absolutely critical. And to your point, and I keep seeing this, Amazon sellers are the worst for doing this. Throwing a coupon code at things will not help in most situations unless they already want to buy so you you're absolutely 100 right I, I really like that that you have an alternative way to engage them that's appropriate for what level of intent and engagement they have with you that's really fantastic that makes a lot of sense so i guess the other thing that that abandoned cart shows is that you're not clear with your pricing because i've you know every so often have to go and aban- add something to cart just to find out what the damn thing costs even though i don't have a, a buying intent yet so how do we deal with that how do we get pricing clearer well, you mean just pricing, like showing on the on the pricing page? Yeah, I don't know why it is that so many sites, you know, force you to add stuff to cart to find it out. I think SaaS businesses are the worst. They, their pricing is clear as mud sometimes because they're offering free trial and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, great, but what's it going to cost me? I cannot find the information. Okay, I'll check out, and then I'll go. Okay, good. So it's ninety nine dollars a month. Thanks for telling me, and then I'm off. So how, how do we avoid that one? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we typically don't really come across that issue. If anything, we come across issues where maybe the font was too small, or maybe there's a strike through in the pricing amount, and it doesn't show what the new pricing amount is. But there's there's nothing that usually we recommend from like a new pop up appearing or anything about re- related to pricing. That's now what we do come across sometimes are people who start filling out a form, they get sidetracked, and they don't complete their form. And so we have this nice little thing that reminds people where they left off and it kind of follows them on whatever web page that they are. And it just says, you know, would you like to come back and complete your form? Click here. And a lot of SaaS companies actually use that feature because, you know, people get sidetracked. Maybe the phone rings, maybe the kids are calling and you have to get up and leave your <laughs> your computer and then you forgot where you left off or you forgot what you were doing. Yeah. And again, it's it's sort of appropriate to their situation rather than sort of heavy handed. Tal- me a little bit about A-B testing. So that, that's basically the AI-based thing that you're going to be setting around. So optimizing um, product detail pages and landing pages. Is that right? Is there anything else about A-B testing we haven't covered? No. Within the platform, you can see what the winners are based on statistical significance. And you can set that up whether you went at 95% um, at the statistical level or you went a little bit lower or a little bit higher. If I remember from my stats class, 95% was the... Uh, it was the recommended. <laughs> yeah, right. I think it's a value of 0.95. Is that right? I, I'm like, yeah, the, I never really took stats, but I've spoken to enough people like, like yourself over the years. So yeah, yeah. I would say, yeah, people, people have a terrible habit of going either ridiculous levels of certainty demanded or, or none. I mean, if you're, if you're really undisciplined, you just look at the last week's sales and go, oh my God, and you change everything, which I've seen more than like 10 times. Uh, it's it's yeah. a terrible thing. So don't do that if that's your 
if that's your, your tendency, on the other hand, there are the nerds who want like really high level of certainty. I would say, you know, being a bit more entrepreneurial and maybe a bit more stop dust anything over 80% is quite a good hint. I would say, I mean, and, but based on three sales in the last week, not a good set of data. So somewhere yeah. in the middle. Oh, uh, yeah. great. Well, look, you, you've got to head on to other things. I think we covered the basics here. Are there any other things that, you know, average order value we've talked about, obviously absolutely critical. Other things that driving profits would be conversion rate optimization, abandoned cart, A-B testing. Any other things that you think we need to be thinking about when you're doing a CRO kind of checklist? Yeah, when a CRO checklist or tactical library, and that's where we show you, you can filter by goal, whether your goal is to increase average order value reduce card abandons or grow your email list and other and other goals. You can filter whatever your goal is and we'll show you the various CRO tactics that you can do to implement strategies and tactics on your website to try to achieve those goals. And then finally, coming down the pipeline, we're going to try to do all the work for you. We're going to take it out of your hands and so, so that you can set up CRO and autopilot. We're starting with the smart headline generator that's already out. And then we'll have the smart product page optimizer coming out very soon. When I talk to a lot of CRO experts, they first began their experiments on the product page because that is the page that is closest to checkout and it's the page that's going to have the biggest lift. And so that's where we're starting first. And we think that's going to have a tremendous impact for brands who are wanting to, to really just start incorporating AI to improve their overall business. So we're excited about that. Yeah, that makes sense. And and uh, if you've got a big catalog, if you've got a tiny catalog, we talked about that already. A, a client, otherwise very smart, a huge Amazon catalog. This D2C catalog was so small that you couldn't really achieve the average order value to make it break even with the cost of acquiring customer. And I think part of the solution is to have a bigger catalog and then you end up with a new problem, which is managing the thing. So yeah, I think having some form of automation to do that's really important as long as it works. Yeah. And yeah, I think the, the tactic library is really good. I was just having a look at that .com forward slash tactic hyphen library tactic, T-A-C-T-I-C hyphen library. What's really good about that? I mean, obviously you guys are trying to sell your product, which is fine, but you've got a, a list of nicely presented, basically tactics for, for conversion rate optimization with suggested increases in conversion rate that come from it, which is brilliant. So that if nothing else, it's a great sort of checklist. If you just scroll down the page, you can go, oh God, yeah, ad-based pop-ups, browsing reminders, segmenting the list. Oh, personal recommender. Do we do this stuff? If not, even if you don't want to use Optimunk, you're going to have to go away and figure that out. Or you could use Optimunk as you wish. So interesting stuff. And I, I think to the point you made, I think it was in the last uh, episode, traffic is getting harder and harder. It's getting more expensive. Also attribution of, of traffic, you know, knowing who's come from where, whether it's first or second or third body data, whichever one it is, my mind's a bit blurred <laughs> about that. The, the point is once they've got to your site, it's getting more and more expensive to get them there, more and more difficult to track them. The, the, the care and professionalism with which you work on converting them and nurturing them to more and more sales is absolutely critical. So I think your focus is an, a very sane one. And to your point, if you work on optimization and spend a bit of money, whether it's on a, a software or a, a person, the money's going to come back to you quickly because that is right in the later stage of the funnel. And in my experience, everyone obsesses with the funnel, the top of the funnel and pulling the traffic levers when they have um, a problem with sales or, or profits. And I yeah. think they really should work on the CRO first. Absolute believer in that. Absolutely. So any, any other points we should have covered, Eric? We have no, I think that was it, Michael. Great. Well, look, thank you so much for coming on. So Eric Merkel from Optimunk. Great name, by the way. I like it. Nice branding. Really interesting set of, of tactics and also a nice piece of software as well. So do check it out, guys. Optimunk.com forward slash tactic hyphen library. 
Eric, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Michael. Many Amazon sellers think business growth is the same as sales growth. But if you're smarter, you know e-commerce businesses are sold as a multiple of profits, not of sales. So if you want to build a sellable business, you need to grow profits. And to grow profits, you need to cut waste and increase profitable sales. Our new quick assessment helps you identify your biggest Amazon profit killer and what to do about it. Go to AmazonProfitQuiz.com. That's AmazonProfitQuiz.com to get your free instant diagnosis. Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.